Hello, Salim Omar here from the e-commerce Money Map podcast. Welcome to another episode. I am excited. I've got a very special guest. His name is Asher Ismail. Asher, welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Looking forward to the discussion. Yeah, totally. And uh, I'm joined by my co-host, Shaw. Shaw, Shaw welcome. Hey, Salim. Hi, Asher. All right. I'm ready to rock and roll here. Let me quickly share Asher's background. He's a co-founder of Uncap. It's the fastest, most affordable way for founders to fund marketing, inventory, or hiring. He's the serial entrepreneur and business scaling expert that has raised over $100 million in capital for his companies from angels, crowdfunding, and banks. He's also the founder of Intertech Diversity Forum, sits on the advisory board of Global Tech Advocates, and in 2021, he was entered in the Entrepreneur's Hall of Fame. Man, Asher, that's quite a, quite a background. Thank you very much. Tell us a little bit about your backstory. What brings you to this, you know, to, to the current moment, to the current time, some of the highlights of your career? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, my background is in startups. This is the third business that I started over the years. And the biggest problem that I always faced was getting the funding that I needed. So, you know, I guess working with hundreds of e-commerce founders, I just also saw how they've struggled too. So it's a dream to get to work on Uncapped because, you know, every day I get to help other entrepreneurs get the funding that they need. And, you know, as you mentioned, you know, we provide fast, flexible funding to e-commerce businesses for marketing, inventory, hiring. But the key thing is that we do it without personal guarantees or dilution. And, you know, our, our first customers were actually my friends. So, you know, from the start, we've really tried to create a product that is actually really friendly, that's fast, that's fair, that's transparent. You know, it's the funding product that I wish always existed. We're, we're now in 22 countries, including the US, UK, Germany, Poland, Spain. And, you know, our business has been growing exponentially, just deploying hundreds of millions of dollars. And we now fund more business in a day than a typical VC will fund in a year. Oh, that's quite incredible. And how long have you been, how long has Uncapped been around? This business is actually pretty young. So we're approaching three years. Wow. So it's been a really rapid journey. You know, one of the fastest scaling businesses around, especially in remote. But, you know, it was probably on the basis of having built some other experiences of raising money and, you know, building other companies and just fa- facing a lot of frustrations and challenges. So, you know, now the third time around, probably got a lot more things right. Yeah, that's great. I was going to say, you, you mentioned the kind of funding that you wish you would have had. How, how is it different? Why do you say that? Well, you know, Uncapped is, you know, born out of the frustrations I faced for sure when, you know, launching and running my first businesses. You know, I did my first one in 2003 and I was young and just trying to raise 100K. And I probably had 100 meetings and got 100 no's. So, you know, I didn't want to take financing from the banks because they all wanted personal guarantees. And, you know, venture capital, it wasn't ideal either because I didn't have a warm introduction. I didn't have a track record. I didn't have any connections. And so I just repeatedly missed out on growth opportunities. And then when I was raising money for my second business, you know, I thought I had it all figured out and I raised millions in venture capital, but then I also got terribly diluted. And I just started to realize like the options for me were really limited and it was just depressing, you know, to think that you could work so hard and then own so little of your company. But yeah, what I noticed, it, it wasn't just me. You know, I, when I looked at my other friends who are entrepreneurs, 
basically they were always in the same state as a growing business. You either had to choose between raising costly venture capital or burdening yourself with traditional debt. And so, yeah, I thought there must be a better way. And so I started to work on Uncap, really to try to bring this a more fair alternative thing to the market. And we started in Europe and then expanded to North America and, you know, we'll keep going. And, you know, now we've given over $150 million of funding to businesses who've gone on to create other other jobs and other opportunities. And we've also helped other founders just, you know, own more of their business and save millions in dilution. Yeah, that's awesome. Who do you work with and what kinds of businesses do you fund? Yeah, well, you know, we'd say that Uncapped is great for you if you are doing at least 10K of sales per month. You've generated revenue for at least six months and your business is growing. And the thinking behind this is basically that, you know, once you're doing 10K of monthly sales, that's kind of the point at which it's not side of desk anymore, right? You've actually built something where you mm. could actually take a salary from this. If you've been doing it for six months, you're showing actually, you know, this is like sustained. It's not a one-off hit, but there's actually something repeatable and predictable here. And really that's what we're trying to fund. We're trying to fund those opportunities where, you know, now you've shown something works and you need, you know, more fuel for the fire. It's those great moments where you can actually help a business accelerate. But, you know, we also go all the way up to, you know, 5 million of capital. So if you're doing 5 million of sales per month, say, for example, that might be, you know, an offer that would make sense for you. And so it really has worked for this wide variety of companies who are larger, who are small or large, but also bootstrapped, so many of them, but also, you know, more and more companies who are venture-backed, who are thinking, you know what, I want, I might've taken some, you know, significant funding given away, you know, some civilian equity, but actually I'm now looking for a more affordable option to kind of scale to the next level. And you're in the e-commerce space, right? So it's within e-commerce businesses that you fund? Yeah. So e-commerce businesses definitely are bread and butter, but actually we work with actually a, a wider variety of businesses. We work with, you know, online businesses generally, and it's kind of because connected to how we work, you know, the way that we underwrite a business and figure out how much capital should it get is really different from like the way a traditional bank would do it. You know, we don't ask for a business plan or a pitch or to, you know, meet you for coffee or any of that kind of stuff. What we do is we connect to the data sources that you already use to run your company. So that might be connecting to your Shopify. If you're an e-commerce company, it might be your Stripe. If you're a company that's doing online payments in a different way, we can connect to your bank account, your accounting software, your ad platforms, you know, whatever you're working with. We have a hundred different ways. And because of that, it means we get this live data connection and we can make a data-driven decision incredibly quickly. So typically we can get you capital within 24 hours. And on the back of that, it's also because the due diligence process is also so much simplified because we're not in that mode where we need to verify all these pieces of data and documents that you might have had to send to us like you would if you're truing a traditional round. You're also not in that state where you need like a lawyer to hold your hand because our legal agreement is six pages long and is written in plain English. So it means as a founder, you know, one thing I was worried about was what am I signing? You know, when you read, when you read like a, a venture capital agreement, and it's often, you know, dozens and dozens of pages long. And God forbid if anybody knows what any of it actually means, right? So being in a place where you can really be confident was a big part of it. And so, yeah, it means, you know, this model can just work for more businesses. 
Yeah, so you really, really nice. uh, made it very accessible. Yeah, I was just about to say as well, I've, I've gone through funding similar to what you offer, one of your competitors, and it, it really was nice to be able to, to access the, the funding and not have to deal with all the stress of trying to prove myself to a bank. Once I connected my platforms, it was like, see, I have the evidence. Here's the revenue. Here's the, the, the business is moving and the cash is flowing. And it was really, really helpful for my business. I, I want to ask, since you don't have access to like, business plans and stuff like that, do you kind of have like a feel for what your customers are typically using the funds for? And how are they using it to benefit? And what stage do they use it at? Yeah, well, I mean, our, our model is really about growth capital. So it's, you know, a business who has reached that stage or they got something that's repeatable and predictable now. Say, you know, they've gotten to say positive unit economics potentially, and they want to scale that. So, you know, the first use case that you know, we started working with businesses was around marketing. And, you know, initially it was customers who were saying, hey, I'm spending a bunch of money on Facebook and I wish I had a bigger budget to be able to spend more. But if I raise equity, I have to give up like 20% of my company. And obviously what's crazy about that is if you know you have, you know, a positive ROAS, like say you're doing, you know, a 3X. So you're putting one pound into Facebook, you're getting three pounds out or $3. And, you know, you're finding that, you know, you're making that return, you're making that money right back the next day. So why would I then give away 20% of my company for that? So it was the first use case. Then we expanded to doing inventory because we realized that, hey, a lot of these businesses were in the same situation with inventory on a slightly longer cycle. And then, you know, we also started then offering it for other expenses as we just got, you know, better at understanding businesses and being able to predict how they would behave. So we get a lot of insight into how people spend, but also the way we work, you know, we were able to, to see the transactions and track, you know, how, this, how the funds are used. And that also helps us, you know, get a better understanding of the businesses and then continue to give them more money in the future. So it creates, you know, a better dynamic where, you know, we're also really aligned with the team. And, you know, when they do well, we do well, and we can keep being, you know, a long-term partner that's actually continues to offer them more funding. Yeah, so, so there's no personal guarantee. That's interesting. How do you mitigate risk? How do you, I mean, what are you looking for besides the 15,000 a month revenues and six months in business? What are some key things that you're looking for in a business where you say, yeah, this is a good prospect you know, to provide capital to, and this one's not? Well, yeah, as you say, because we don't have a personal guarantee or any other kind of security, we have to be really smart about who we give capital to, right? And we'll never give an offer that we don't think the founder can afford. But we are able to fund, you know, way more businesses than, you know, ever before because we use this data-driven approach. You know, funding, like, as I said, you know, it used to be so much based on who you know, right? And it's shifting to now actually be, well, what does your data say? Do you actually have a fundamentally good business? And if you do, you should be able to get access to capital, right? And that's the shift in, the, I think, the democratization of capital that's possible by models that are more data-driven and, you know, more modern, I think. So yeah, we use all that information and, and some of the key things that we're looking for is a fundamentally good business. So when we talked about ROAS a moment ago or return on ad spend. So seeing that, you know, how that business is performing, if you are a business that has returning customers, understanding your cohorts and are those, you know, curves flattening. So often an entrepreneur themselves doesn't have access to incredible data to be able to see that. 
But one of the powerful things that we can do is we connect to your live data sources and you know, within a few seconds, we can get an analysis about how the business is performing and then also talk to the customer about that and give them a bunch of insights about how they're doing and how they could actually perform better. So we actually use you know, hundreds of different metrics that we've learned over time is like you know, our, our kind of special sauce about how to evaluate different types of business models. And we're looking for those patterns, but we're also at the end of the day, just looking for businesses that are having customers that you know, are coming back to them, that are doing good things, that are making good margin, and ultimately we think are gonna be successful. And if we can help those businesses get to the next level, that's amazing because you know, we are able to give them some initial capital, they grow, and then we do it again and again and again. And we have customers who you know, give, use taking capital from us 10 plus times because they've seen the value and then want to keep scaling with us. Sure, you've got a question or two? Yeah, where do businesses go to apply? Oh, well, it's really simple. So, you know, you can go to our website. We are uncapped.com. And the process is, you know, as I mentioned, really, really simple. You know, you fill in a short form, tell us a little bit about your business to see if you qualify. And then you might speak to one of our team as well to just learn more, get your, your questions answered, make sure we understand how you want to utilize the funds and what the opportunity is. You connect your accounts, as I mentioned, which can be done in a few minutes. And then, yeah, you can find out about what are your funding options in 24 hours. So it's a really easy way to like get started, especially compared to, you know, my experience of going to tons of meetings and knocking on lots of doors, I think, you know, is definitely the funding way of the future. Yeah. What advice do you have for uh, an e-commerce entrepreneur owner looking to raise money, making their business more successful? What's, uh, what, what are some key things that they should keep close to, you know, remembering to knowing to grow their business? Well, this might sound funny, but I think the first question the founders should always ask is, should you even raise money today? You know, and that's a funny thing for me to be saying because, hey, you know, obviously mm. we're in the business of giving people capital. But, you know, I just think that for so many entrepreneurs, like raising a big round is like the symbol of success as an entrepreneur. And you can't blame them because if you look at like the TechCrunch headlines, they're totally focused on like, who's raised and how much. But of course, like real success as an entrepreneur is actually building a profitable business, even if we don't celebrate that enough. So I think a question to first ask is, you know, if you aren't able to raise money, how would you make this business work? You know, how will the money be used? What are you willing to give up? You know, and I've had entrepreneurs who come to me and they say, I'm telling you, if I don't raise this money, this business is going to fail. But, you know, if you aren't able to raise that money and you can think about how it could make it work, knowing that just removes the desperation and it just makes you so much more investable. So I think that's the first thing. I would say the second thing is about having the right fundraising mindset. So obviously with Uncapped, we're like a really simple way to go and raise capital and you avoid a bunch of the steps. But, you know, usually at the beginning, it's not so simple, right? As like an e-commerce entrepreneur, when you're starting out, you'll need to get that first initial cash to go and build your business. And, you know, having the right mindset is really important to go out and get that first money because fundraising isn't easy, right? It's often one of the most frustrating, time-draining activities that, you know, early on you're going to have to do, especially when your team is small. And, you know, if you do need to raise some initial equity, unfortunately, there, you know, there just isn't that shortcut in the process. So I think it's about planning ahead, but also expecting rejection. You know, you have to embrace that rejection is just going to be part of the process and not take it personally. And rejection is going to happen for good reasons, for dumb reasons, 
many times for reasons that will forever remain a mystery, right? And you know, if you can actually learn from those lessons and learn from the past, you're going to be more successful. And hey, and if you do get to the place where you are doing, you know, a 10K of sales, skip all of that and like come talk to us and hopefully you'll be in a much better spot. Awesome. Yeah. Now you're a serial entrepreneur. What are some lessons you've learned being in business, starting three businesses? This is your third venture. And as you've shared, you know, rapidly growing. If you were to say three things you've learned either from successes or from mistakes you've made. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think the first thing I probably have learned is that, you know, it's so important to build a good support network around you. You know, as an entrepreneur, you can end up just being so dedicated and so focused on running your business that actually you end up, you know, not having time for people in your life, you know, and this is what I think was really guilty of in the past where I probably would like neglect my family or my personal relationships or my friends but then, of course, being an entrepreneur is such a roller coaster. And when things get really tough, you know, actually those connections and relationships are what you really rely on to keep going, right? Because it requires resilience, you know, and that can come from you internally. And it, it probably has to be to be a good entrepreneur. But also, we all need other people to, you know, stand on and support us and to hear us out when you're in this or more lonely job and, you know, can't necessarily tear it with everyone in your team how you're really feeling. So I think it's really important, you know, not to forget that and to, you know, yeah. make sure you're investing in those relationships. Another one I would say, again, is about people. You know, I, I think a mistake I made in a previous business is that, you know, I got to this world where I had a kind of a leader follower model going, where, you know, I was so confident that I knew the right way of doing things that, you know, I ended up being in a position where everyone at the company was depending on me to figure out what to do next. And, you know, each of us, we only have a certain amount of decision-making ability in a given day, right? You just, and once you use it up, you're kind of just exhausted and, you know, making the most simplest decision at the end of the day about what you're going to have for dinner feels overwhelming, right? And I think we've been there before. So if you're in a company where actually you are the bottleneck because everyone's waiting and depending on you, that means you're just, you know, slowing down your company incredibly from actually reaching its potential growth. And I think a, a related point to that is that, you know, people who take orders, they typically run at half speed. And so how do you fix that? Like, you know, my belief is that you really have to create a world where, you know, everyone within your business is a leader and you teach them to be leaders. And we're actually all our best when we behave like leaders, right? And you don't always depend on, therefore, one person at the top being right. And that sounds nice in theory, but, you know, it's a very pragmatic that you, how you can apply that. and well, how I do that on Capped is that as much as possible, we try not to prescribe to people how they should do a task. We ask everyone to be a leader themselves and proactively create a proposal to drive that task forward, driven by metrics. And your manager, they might discuss that proposal with you. They might give you some guidance, but ultimately it's going to be your decision, what path to take. And, you know, the idea behind this is, you know, a founder's job I used to think was about putting out fires. And I was running from fire to fire. And now I realize it's actually about building fire stations. Hmm. So, you know, taking that approach and getting people to work in that way, you build a company that actually is much more resilient, but also one that scales much faster. And, you know, Uncapped has scaled faster than any business I've been part of. It's scaled faster than I think any business that I've been personally involved in or like know through my world. And I think 
a big part of what's made it successful is the fact that, you know, we got people to work this way. So, so yeah, there, there's, there's two lessons. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Really. I mean, it's about building the right culture, right? You know, it's getting the right culture in place for, for everyone to work in a very proactive way and to work as leaders. Probably Absolutely. one of the most challenging tasks there is. <laughs> Easier said <safe> than done. <laughs> yeah. You know, being in business for 25 years and, you know, with three organizations and all the challenges of, of that. But that's, I think, the, de- the daily goal or the weekly goal is to get my own leadership at a higher level so that it inspires the others in the organization to play, play at a higher level. Yeah. And I think you're right. Culture is what we're talking about here. And the biggest part of that is like empowerment, right? And, mm. you know, how you empower people within your business to do great things. I mean, in e-commerce, I mean, it's incredible. I have some of our customers where they're doing millions of months per se- of sales and they have five people on their team, right? And e-commerce can work that way. But, you know, often it's not the case. Often, you know, building a startup, you know, or building an online business, it's, not a technology problem and it's not actually a funding problem even though that's what we're here to talk about today it's actually a people problem so if you can figure that out and master that and get people to be really empowered to do what they need to do and be enthusiastic yeah you are you know a huge step of the way there to building a successful company yeah good stuff man good advice thank you this has been uh this has been awesome show you've got a question or two uh no just I think I'm good with questions. I really enjoyed the conversation, Asher. Hey, thanks so much for having me. And yeah, great to speak with you guys as well. Yeah. If listeners want to reach out to you, what's perhaps, yeah, if you can give me, you know, you shared the, the name of, I think, the, the organization or the website, if you can kind of quickly share that, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah. So, you know, we are at uncapped.com. So, you know, that is the, the way to find us. But, you know, actually, I also had like a, a special offer as well for your listeners, potentially, you know. If folks are listening and they are running, you know, an online business and they're doing at least, you know, 10K per month in terms of sales and they either want to, you know, scale and just maybe purchase more inventory, you know, make their campaigns a bit bigger. Obviously, we'd love to help. And last month we ran this super successful campaign and we funded hundreds of store owners and we gave them basically up to 50K of funding absolutely free. So no fee. Normally we charge a 6% fee on the capital we provide, but yeah, last month we did it for exactly zero and, you know, on our website, you won't find mention of it anymore. It's gone, but yeah, we thought, you know, for listeners of the, of your podcast, we ready to make it happen again. So yeah, if you're interested, all you have to do is reach out to me at asher at weareuncapped.com and with the subject line, like secret 50 K. And, you know, let me know if you're interested, you know, do it now. It takes, you know, two minutes don't wait. And yeah, we'd love to, you know, see more, more companies get the funding that they need. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. No worries. Well, thank you so much, guys. It was really good to meet you and yeah, really excited to hear about things you're going to create as well. Awesome. Great. Thanks, Asher. Thanks, Shaw. You guys take care. for now. Thanks for listening to the e-commerce money map podcast. If you'd like to hear more episodes, you can find them at ecommercemoneymap.com or on your favorite podcast directory. Don't forget to like and subscribe. If you want to learn more about the e-commerce accounting hub, visit ecommerceaccountinghub.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time on the e-commerce money map podcast.